What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Love and Rice podcast with your host, Aunt Ma. I'm your other host, Christina Ma. And uh, if you guys have not followed us on Spotify just yet, uh, make sure you do hit that uh, join button, subscribe, follow. What is it? It's a follow? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're on Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon, iHeartRadio, and CastBox, guys. Uh, so we upload every Wednesday at 6 a.m. So you can listen to it on the way uh, to work, sitting in traffic, uh, driving your kids to school. And then also uh, we uh, upload on YouTube uh, four days out of the week. And we do these 20-minute videos. We break them up for you guys. So a lot of you guys really like that. So we're going to keep it that way for now. And I hope you guys are okay with these compiled one-hour episodes. Um, I think it's a lot easier for everybody. So uh, today, I kind of want to talk about all the craziness that's been happening around the world. Uh, We are officially in two wars. There's two different wars going on in America right now, right? You got... Uh, Russia who invaded Ukraine, right? And that's ongoing since earlier this year. And then now, just within the week... Yeah, just a few days ago. Uh, we have you. Uh, we have the Israel, mm-hmm. right? And Hamas. Is it called Hamas? Yes, Hamas. Uh, Hamas. Yeah. Okay, I didn't want to butcher it. So, a lot of people are dying. Yeah. Um, right here, I have my computer in front of me because I'm reading these facts, you know... Uh, there's Google and New York Times that I have opened up here. And I want to make sure I get my facts right because it's very, you have to go very deep to understand the war that's going on, why people are invading, why people are dying. And there's just a lot to understand. So, yeah, there's um, just such a long history because it goes back to like the 1980s. And I feel like right now everyone's so divided because you have the Palestinians and then Hamas and you have Israel that are, they've been pretty much in a war for a really long time. And now everything is just kind of surface, everything is kind of surfacing right now. And a lot of people don't really understand the backstory of it. I'm looking at this timeline here from New York Times, and it actually dates back all the way to 1949 when the Gaza Strip which is oh, where the Hamas... Right. Uh, how do you say it again? Ham- Hamas. Hamas, okay. Yeah. Uh, it was the 1940s. So Egypt was controlling the Gaza Strip at that time, mm-hmm. right? And then at some point, Israel took over, and then they retreated. And now, you know, uh, we got this terrorist group that is... Pr- they're part of the Palestinians, right? Right. And they are the ones that are trying to take back injustice and all this stuff. So basically, when you're saying that there's this long war... It's like yes and no, right? Right now they just declared war. Right. But it feels like through these last 70 years that they have been nonstop at war. Yeah, right? and, and they've di- been divided. Yeah, so there's just like, there's just so much going on. And within all of these wars, even with Russia, Ukraine, um, there's a lot of civilians that are dying. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I want to talk about. It's like... We don't, I don't understand both sides right now, right? I'm not in that world and it's, it's, it's a lot. I don't know the whole history of these, you know, these, these countries. And so just seeing the people that are dying, the innocent lives. So right here on Google, it says that um, since the Ukrainian and Russian war, uh, there has been a, 
120,000 deaths. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, in Ukraine, 180,000 injured troops. And in Russia, there's about 70,000 killed and 120,000 wounded. So we're talking about like uh, three, four, like almost 500,000 people in Russia yeah. and Ukraine who are either dead or injured. Or injured right. You know now, what I mean? And what is it that they're even going to war for? Um, I think, you know, don't quote me on this. It could just be like, a, I thought it was like a territory thing. Right. They're trying to take it back kind of what usually was is. right. Take back what's theirs, stuff like that. Um, and I don't want to get into those politics. I just want right. to kind of stick with, you know, these what's what's been going on in the war um, and not really why. Yeah. And I feel like that's just that's kind of the same situation with Israel and the Palestinians right now, too. And that's why they're going to war. I think, uh, man. So like right now, uh, there's about a thousand people in um the gaza strip area mm -hmm. on the hamas side hamas side yeah and there's uh, a thousand people on the israel side who have all died right a thousand on each side mm -hmm. and and it's only gonna rise too yeah because this is just the beginning right, right. and i think the scariest part is that they're kidnapping people right yeah so this terrorist group is kidnapping civilians in israel there's americans they're citizens of Mexico, right? They're they're kidnapping and killing like disabled elderly. Like they're going into the elderly homes and they're taking them out and like killing them. And um, they're mostly targeting like pregnant women, just women in general, Why? kids, babies. I I don't know. Like, are you sure they're targeting, or that's just like, you know? Uh, oh, you know what? Okay, so this is what I read. I read that um, they're taking hundreds of hostages, right? Yeah. And they're not just, well, they're killing a lot of people too, but the hundreds of hostages, they're trying to do something with them for a reason. So it makes sense why they're taking the ones who are uh, the most vulnerable right? because there are more value to them. So when you're talking about the ones who are pregnant, the kids, you know, the stuff mother, like that, yeah. like that's like the other, the, the other side would have to be like, please don't do this. Right. Because that's that's my wife and my baby and all this stuff. And like, it gets crazy. Yeah, I don't even know like the type of hostages that they are taking, but I do know that they have taken a lot of women. Um, but I've also just heard that they've um, they've been beheading a lot of people too. Where are you hearing this? What do you uh, mean heard? There's just so many articles. So, you know, knowing that we we're going to be talking about this on the podcast, you know, yeah. I was trying to do a lot of research and there's just all these headlines coming up. So it's kind of hard to be able to distinguish between like what's factual and what's not, because yeah. there's just so many people that are kind of like choosing sides in a sense. But I feel like no matter what kind of war or battle that you're going through, like it doesn't justify killing innocent civilians because they're the ones who are suffering the most. Right. And, um, I think, I think the hardest thing is that like, like you said, right. We know we're going to talk about this on the podcast. So we were researching and making sure we had our facts. Right. And so this is how easy it is to find articles online, to watch videos on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, like everything's out there during war. And this war is like, a few days only. Yeah, right? and, and there's um, a lot of articles and people on social media that are basically um, sending like a PSA to parents like, hey, this week, you know, Hamas said that they're going to start um, 
they're going to start killing hostages if uh, if they're going to start getting bombed from um, right every time a rocket is launched from Israel without they're, warning they're going to they're going to well, kill a without hostage. warning so they're going to allow them to I you don't know, know I mean? what they mean with that. It's that just not. Makes no sense. It's, it doesn't make sense. It's not a reasonable thing. But um, you know, there are uh, people just warning parents, like, "Hey, you know, there's there may be some live videos that are going to be circulating around because a lot of people watch that stuff." Okay, so there. No matter if the videos are true or not true, nobody really has any idea what you know what is real when it gets posted. But what we do know is that there's graphic violence and kids are watching. You know, uh, when we're talking about kids who in elementary school have phones now, you know, your middle schoolers have phones. Of course, your high schoolers do. They're on, they're the ones who are famous on TikTok. You know what I mean? And they're watching people get tortured, kidnapped, murdered. And I'm just like, when, at what point, when our kids get older, our kids are five and three right now. Right. And they are on social media, right? And so, it's like, when do we give our kids control of phones and social media? Because I'm afraid when things like this happen, I don't want them to see it. Yeah, I feel like it would be really hard because um, you kind of want to, I don't know at what age yet, we haven't gotten to that point because they're still so young, but um, eventually I would want to give them phones and give them access to um certain electronics because I want to be able to know where they are. I want to be able to contact them. I want them to um, be able to reach out to us if anything were to happen, like if there was an emergency that happens or if something happens at school, right? Um, so what's what's more worth it to you for them to uh, to know where they are all the time and that they're safe or like, you know, and, and then on the other end, you're going to know that they're going to see these murders. You're going to see like mass shootings at schools, you're, they're going to see all kinds of violence. Yeah, so I feel like if that's the case, then it's kind of like having to censor phones that they have. You have to set like um, parental settings and guys. Do they have that on social they, media? Uh, I believe so. And then they have like child modes and stuff like that. I haven't really looked into it because we haven't had to, but um, I know that they do have um, ways of censoring do, content. You guys, let us know in the comments. Does TikTok and Instagram have that where you, you don't see the violence if you're account is under 18 you know even how does that even surpass them i don't know but just going back to all the platforms right now i feel like tiktok is the one that is exposing so much and showing so much and i feel like that's probably one platform that i would probably um prevent the kids from using for I feel a like while that's the one platform i can't trust because they're showing footage from how like how many years ago they're pulling all these you know video these clips from youtube and they're adding it to now yeah you know, remember when they had like the johnny depp and amber heard mm -hmm. court case they're putting all these things on tiktok and you don't know what's true anymore yeah people like, are falsifying a lot of things so they're taking stuff from like history and they're putting the footage now making it seem like that's what's going on yeah. with the war so i feel like it a lot of people are trying to do that to try to like get people to choose sides you know and it's kind of like i don't know it, it's I, I, all I know is I just want the kids to avoid TikTok Damn, for now. That's TikTok politics. Yeah, I like, mean, that's where I'm actually hearing a lot of stuff about it, too, because uh, when I'm scrolling on it, that's just on my For You page. That's all that I see. So as as a mother, right, you're in your 30s. Mm -hmm. And we've never really, besides 9-11, we've never really seen bloodshed like this. Right. right? And, we, and during 9-11, it was like we only had the news. 
Yeah, that's right? true. We didn't really have things going up on YouTube like that yet. We didn't have, you know, it wasn't really going on Facebook. I don't even think we had Facebook at that time, did we? I, I don't think so. It, but I feel like the media also shows you what they want you to see. So they kind of um, filter a lot of stuff out. Right. But now on social media, you actually see dead people on the floor. Right. Blood everywhere. That's right? TikTok so for you. Now, at, like I'm trying to say, you're 30 years old and you're watching this stuff. Mm -hmm. What is your reaction to seeing these on social media? So, I mean, for me, like I'm a huge empath, right? So when I was younger and growing up, I feel like when all these um, crises and emergency situations would happen, I would kind of, um, kind of avoid it in a sense, uh, just because like when I would see these things and like even just watching the news, it would just affect me so much. Like even with all of this happening, um, it just, I just feel like the sadness and, and the pain and like every emotion that everyone is going through right now. Um, and even this morning when I woke up, um, you know, I just like was so grateful to have Leia next to me because I was just like, oh my gosh, this is our children right now. I'm so like fortunate to have them with us and to, to be able to take them to school. But when it came to um, having to drop them off and like leaving them for the day, right? I was just so torn because they're not with us. So when they are with us, like we know what they're doing. We know that they're nearby. We know that if anything were to happen, we're there to protect them. But they're at school now and they're with a bunch of other students and, you know, like it's not with us. So I was just so worried. I didn't want to let her go. I just gave her like the biggest hug ever because you just really don't know what's going to happen, you know? Wow. Yeah. Um, so that's what these videos are doing to you yeah so uh, yeah so going back to that i would always try to avoid it just because i didn't want to go too much into detail because the more i would see all these things all the bloodshed all of just the traumatizing stories that would happen like it would just affect me so much like every day since this has happened like i'm just constantly thinking about it and especially because it's affecting women i'm seeing women that are getting raped you know and really? getting killed and how, how what do you mean were you seeing they, them and like it's on TikTok, like. But what do you see? So it's so there were there was this one clip. It's probably taken down now, but it was circulating around for like a day, and I just happened to come across it, and it was basically just showing women that were being taken as hostages, and then you see all these like um, bodies on the floor, like there's just so many casualties, right? And then you see women being taken, their hands are bounded behind their backs, and then you just see blood all over their pants and I didn't I would if I saw that I wouldn't have understood I would have been like okay maybe they were sitting in a pool of blood next to someone but then um you know there's people who are narrating what's going on and they're basically saying that these women are getting raped so much that they're bleeding because they're constantly getting raped so it's like one person after the other after the other you know and it's just crazy just to think about that stuff because that's something that we have to worry about nowadays and that we're afraid of but to actually see that people are going through this and like after they're getting raped, who knows what's happening to them? They're probably getting killed. So. Wow. Okay. Um, that's, this is a lot. And um, this kind of brings me to, I want to talk about next uh, about like, what would happen if uh, we were at war and this happened to us? Okay. But before we get to that, um, all the stuff that's going on guys, um, I hope you guys are reading up on it. You're aware of the situations. You understand it because I know it's a lot. And uh, it's just very, very sad to see. Uh, praying for all the civilians. 
uh, and all the innocent lives that are stuck in between this war uh, in all the countries and all and the two wars that's going on. Um, it's just it's just it, it's mind blowing that this is happening in 2023, and uh, I just hope you know. Uh, it's, yeah, I, I just I just feel like with a situation like this, like there's even protesters that are in New York and they're pro they're celebrating um, all of the deaths and everything too because they're, now they're like, oh, free Palestine. And I'm not trying to get into politics, but I'm just like, why is something so crazy and all these innocent lives, children especially, and babies, you know, they're all losing their lives, but people are fighting a different kind of fight. Like they're just trying to justify all of those deaths and I just don't understand. Like I, I just feel like we should all be coming together. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah. Um, I would say that, you know, I think when uh, the Russia-Ukrainian war just started, um, I started thinking about, okay, what can I do to help? And so I went to Red Cross and I tried to donate blood and stuff like that. Right. So I think that's one thing that we can do here in America is at least we can try and provide uh, food, supplies, and blood um, and anything else that they need. Uh, next, I want to talk about what if the war happened here? What happens if we went to war? Are we ready for it as civilians? You know, this is this isn't a joke. You know, like I really want to know this, like, and be on the same page with you, Christina, and make sure that we do have plans and that we're ready for anything. Yeah, you know what I mean. You know, this this is kind of like you always make fun of me and say I do too much when I talk about I want to learn how to fly a plane, I want to learn how to ride a motorcycle, I want to learn this and that, like. This is the exact reason why I do everything. This is why I have so many guns. This is why I have like one sniper rifle, one assault rifle, this kind of pistol, that kind of pistol. Yeah, I, I think when we were younger and when you're getting all these things, you're slowly getting into it, right? So I didn't really understand it because we we never really had to worry about war and things that this drastic. But, you know, as we started, um, you know, growing our family and having kids and stuff and now like with everything that's been happening i completely understand and that's why i even have my own guns and i got right. my ccw so you know the first time i thought about war was probably 9-11 yeah and i was like 18 at the time wow okay and so now when you say like i was slowly buying guns it's because i'm slowly making money to afford guns right right so i've always had the thoughts in my head at 18 like i need to prepare for anything that can happen because you see it everywhere where it's like people come and invade, right? They infiltrate our areas and they take people away. They kidnap, right? Yeah. And so they're pulling the families away. And I'm like, what am I going to do if my family gets taken away from me? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? What if, what? Yeah. So I want to be ready. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think about that a lot too. So, um, you know, I feel like there's just so many things that I've been wanting to do, like with training and learning self-defense and being comfortable using a weapon because I'm like, okay, so, you know, Ant is prepared. He has all these things, right? If anything were to happen, great. Like he can protect us, but at the same time, there's four of us. So I can't just rely on you only to be the protector of the house. I don't even think we have enough ammo. If it, if it got this drastic, like we probably have like a several hundred rounds but that's not enough. 
Yeah, I, think you I feel like, like we need to get. Thousand. I feel like we start. We need to start um, getting more supplies uh, just to be ready for anything that happens. Because well, I feel like in the U.S., you kind of just never think that anything would happen. But there are just so many conspiracy theories going on, and there are just all these things with like the border opening up too, and all these people that are coming in. And um, you know, I just saw that there are some immigrants, like these young men, who are like ready at the age to fight so usually when what are um, you talking about what young men well so like when they they open the u.s borders right i think they open it up for people from israel to come over too um but they're showing footage of the people that they're actually letting through the border and you know usually when you see immigrants that are coming over if they're in families they're coming over because they want to make a better life but when you see footage of all these men who are really young who are ready to fight like all just all men coming over the border you're just like it makes you question things you're like why are they here you know and what are what are they here for so um i i don't know i just feel like right now we just need to be ready because at any time like our enemies can be here ready to attack and we don't even know what do you mean they could be here they can already be in the u.s um i think from what i saw don't quote me on that either um there's just so many articles that have been going um like going up but uh they said that they captured maybe i think around like 14 to like 40 um people who are trying to come over the border but who were suspicious but how many other people are coming in that we didn't catch what are you talking about i'm talking about having a threat that could potentially be affecting us in the u.s are you talking about terrorists or what are you talking about oh okay so yeah what (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I don't know. You're just talking about people crossing the border. So I'm just like, okay, you're just talking about cartel or, you no, know. But, but what we're talking so, about right now are like terrorist attacks. So you're talking about like back then when 9-11 happened and uh, when the planes hit the towers, there's already a bunch of, you know, people, terrorists in the U.S. Right. Right. They already were cleared before the attack happened. Yeah. And they're just like seated yeah, in our country right exactly and uh so this is how fast everything happens like whether you're in israel or just you know you're in ukraine the snap of a finger you're bombed right and that can happen to us here in vegas in la at any moment right anything can happen like there's two wars going on. We can go in World War Three, whatever. Like the chances of it, not likely. But if it does, it happens in a second. Yeah. A snap of a finger. And do we have your earlier saying like we need to get supplies? You know, so this entire week, Christina's been texting me and she's like, hey, we need to get some supplies. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Can, yeah, can you- like we, we need to go to the stores and start getting survival kits, uh, medical kits. Why? Because Be- of the war? Just, yeah, just anything can happen. And then, you know, anytime something happens in the U.S., I feel like there's always, like, rioters and looters and, like, protesters that kind of just go crazy, right? So it's, like, you have to protect yourself from all of that, too, because people start to go crazy and and just they don't think rationally. All right, so what do we need for our survival kit? I would, Well, I mean, um, do you know how to do a tourniquet? A what? So if one of us were to get injured and uh, we break something or we have a huge wound, do you know how to stop the, the wound from bleeding? Um, I mean, you just wrap something and uh, cut off circulation. <laughs> so, 
right? That's what a tourniquet is for. So when I was trying to look I up mean, survival kits, that's like just common sense. Yeah, but then you have to be able to apply enough pressure because it's like, I mean, maybe you might have a belt that we can use, right? But then we we would need supplies um, to sanitize uh, any cuts and wounds, right? So we don't get an infection or so. Lose yeah, I mean, we got, we got bottles of does does alcohol work? I mean, we got some like whiskeys and. Oh, we got vodka. I don't drink yeah. vodka. Does yeah, that, that work? That might work. Like, it, worst case scenario, that would probably be our best right? bet. Yeah. And it's like having... Um, what about jumping into a pool of chlorine? I don't know how that would work, honestly. And if Wouldn't you have chlorine a heat, kill it? I don't know. And if you're bleeding a know. lot, I feel like jumping into a pool with a bunch of water is just going to make you bleed even more. Yeah, but <laughs> right? clean it first. So that, we're talking know. about, like, cleaning it, right? So... <laughs> But you're putting yourself at risk for something else too. Because even though there's chlorine in there, there's probably bacteria in there too that can go into your wound. But yeah, I mean, there's just so many things to think about. And then um, like having maybe like an emergency tent or emergency food supply, water supplies, like those life straws. What is emergency food supply? So they have these... Um, is it like the bagged food that you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, because those can last for a really long time. How long do they last bad. for? Like that's like, you're talking about like the, the military packs. Yeah. How much are they? Um, I don't remember, but uh, it's pretty pretty reasonable. Pretty reasonable. I forgot how much it was, but so I saw um in our our food pantry, there's yeah. a new box of uh corned beef hash. Yeah, uh, it's like six cans of corned beef hash. Mm-hmm. Is that because you're getting ready for that survival kit, or this is before? No, this was before everything that happened. Oh, okay. Or even all of the like having canned tuna, like ta- canned food, like canned tuna lasts for a really long time. It can last for a few years. Like just even having that stuff ready, or like beans. Um, when you have canned food, so a lot of so I see in a lot of these like uh, earthquake movies and yeah. end of the end world of the movies world stuff, yeah. where they're like eating these you know the canned food stuff, mm-hmm. but it's like one there's nothing to open the cans with. This, I'm trying to think of being realistic. That's why here. you get a survival kit that has and all then, of those things. And then two, uh, how do you cook it if you want to cook it? You know what I mean? Like, do you have the cooking stuff ready? Right. The stuff to heat it up with, you know, like your pot pans, things like that. Like, I, so like everyone always has a bag full of the packaged food, right? And then they have like the tools or whatever, like Swiss Army knife type things, right? Right. Multi tools. And like with a flashlight, you know, um, I want to get the other bag. What's the the one that's like, Okay, after, I don't know, like, once we're a little more settled and comfortable, there's another bag that makes life easier to get back on track, which is, you know, the the pots and pans. Um, uh, what, what else is there? Oh, uh, you know, I don't know. Yeah, you know I, think, I, mean? I think that's why people um, get those the food, because it's easier to carry. You don't have to worry about trying to cook it or warm it up or having, like... Uh, utensils we, and, and pots and pans. But why can't we invent like a, a little square that looks like a little napkin and it's made of metal and you can open it up and now it's a pan? I I mean, that's something you could probably try to invent, you know? That's but, pretty cool. Yeah, or even having like a, a portable gas stove, right? Just to have, I mean, I don't know, is it practical enough to have? I think we should set it aside. I feel like we do have one, right? Yeah, we need like half half tanks of gas. Yeah. Because the big ones are too big to carry. Yeah. And then say if we don't have pots and pans, like you can put your canned food on it. Like say if you have like a can of beans or something, you could just warm it up on there directly 
you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, so, yeah. For, so it's like, who cares about, uh, chemicals at that point? Right? Yeah. I mean, you're just trying to survive now. Yeah. So yeah. And then even the, in the survival kits, it's just like having all the tools, right? So they have, um, what, what are those called? Like the Swiss army knives. Right. And then it has, mm-hmm. um, a multi-tool. Yeah. It's like having that where you can have like a bottle opener or a can opener. Or that's, just, that's what we should have on our keychains. Yeah, day. that's true. Because here's the thing. You can be so prepared and have all this emergency stuff, right? And then all of a sudden your house gets bombed. It's cut in half and the mm. bomb hit directly on all those things. Okay. Yeah. Now what? Well, so so there's an article that I was looking up last night um, and it was trying and it really sucks that I have to like even look this up, but uh, I basically just Googled, like, how do you prepare for war as a civilian? And um, going back to what you're saying, uh, one of the suggestions were to, like, have a safe room. And that's something I always think about, but I just know it's something that costs a lot of money. But it's like having a basement that you can um, easily assess, access or having an attic, like you're saying, too. Um, just having that room where you can hide in case of anything were to happen and where they wouldn't be able to find you. I think, uh, so what's your definition of safe room? Is it, is it you just hiding and hoping the intruders go away? I would say yes, but then also with a safe room, it's, um, now I guess it's always best to avoid conflict. Right. I'm always like, I want to catch them. So I want to go into a room and then have my like, rifle ready and when they come open the door bam 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 yeah. but then it's so loud that now people who are like infiltrating the other homes next door they're gonna come over exactly and yeah it's game over yeah you're putting yourself at risk and you don't know who's coming through that door so this is why i said so here in nevada guys um not only can you buy some pretty cool weapons but you can also buy um silencers for your guns mm. and i always figured why in the hell do civilians need silencers on their pistols and their assault rifles? That's ridiculous. That's for the movies. And now I'm thinking about like, damn, that would be perfect for these situations. And you've been talking about it for a long time too. And I'm like, when are you ever going to need to use a silencer? And now I kind well, of understand. Right? So when you're thinking about like, we need a survival kit. Well, we also need the silencer. We right. also need these other weapons and all things. Or even know? thinking about having to get like a bulletproof vest, you know, just. I have one. Yeah, but we so, don't. And now I have to think about this stuff like for myself. And do I, they have them for kids? I have a bulletproof vest from when I used to own the liquor store. Yeah, I remember and that. I would wear it on Halloween because, you know, people come in with masks and stuff and, yeah. I'll come, and I'll be strapped. And so, you know, on certain days I would wear that that bulletproof vest and I still have it. And uh, I think now they, they've become illegal to buy. Hmm. So... It's going to be hard to find. But why is it illegal? Because it's only... I think, I think from all the mass shootings that's happened. So, you know, these these mass shooters are going to places with bulletproof vests. I see. Yeah. So it's kind of like a red flag if someone wants to buy a... Yeah, like why, why does a normal vest? person need it? Right. Right. So for me, I had to tell them, I had to justify that I'm a liquor store owner and things like that. I see. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then they had to special order it for me. <clears throat> so, um, but... I can see the difference between the way the men and the women think. Right. You're, you're like, you're thinking all the necessities that you need to run away. Right. Right. And to be, to live for the next month. To survive. And I'm know. thinking like, 
how do I stop this from happening? As in like, how do I stop people trying to wanting to kidnap us or like just come to us when we're vulnerable? I'm not think even thinking about food. I'm just thinking about like safety. Yeah. And so if I, I kind of want to, I want to know this, like, what would you do if they came into our house and they're trying to kidnap us and then I get shot and I'm dead? Oh my gosh. Like, what would you do if I died? I don't know. Like, I don't even want to think about that stuff. Obviously, I would try to do whatever I can. Um, like, we would have weapons ready and everything. Uh, and I would, I don't know what I would do, honestly. If I were you, I would take the kids and run. Okay. That's um, so hard. To if it was me, about. I would f- either take the kids and run or find a safe place for them to hide. And I would ramble it up. I was like, thinking about that too because I'm, right, I'm that guy that's like if something were to happen to you or my parents you know I would go out there and find the people who did it and just bang 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 you know yeah but then at the same time because I was just I was literally just thinking about that last night I was like okay so if anything were to happen to you and it's just me and the kids left like how would I get them and try to run away and hide yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, should I just hide the kids and like get these people away from them? Yeah, for now. And then and then the next day I'll come back and start hunting them. And, yeah, but if and, something and happens you know to both of us, then they're going to be they'll be alive and they'll survive. Right. But who's going to take care of them? Somebody might. I don't know. Or They might be stuck in there I waiting haven't... for how long and starve to death because oh, no Leah's others. pretty smart. She'll, she'll probably leave in like 10 minutes. because <sighs> She's like, where is everybody? Now, I don't know, but, you know, we're talking about, like, in situations of war when enforcement is not here to help us, right? Where police does not matter and, like, we have to survive for ourselves, yeah. right? Where police are now civilians, right? Mm. So, um, obviously, if we're talking about, like, different scenarios of, like, not war and something were happen to us, we'll let justice do its thing. But when there's no rules... I'm going out. Yeah. I, I think one of the more reasonable um, advice that we can give to people right now is just to... Yeah, this is just my personal thing. Yeah. I'm not giving no advice right now. Well, I mean... This is just how I feel. And like, like if if this is what matters in my life, situation. then I'm going by my principles. Yeah. But I'm, I guess I'm just saying for like most people, like start working out, start getting stronger, build that endurance. Because like you're saying, if I had no. to pack up and run with the kids and get away from people who have like, who are on trucks and who can, who have probably been training with like a bunch of like weight and stuff on them, right? They, they're ready for that. They've been training for it for years. But for me, like, how am I going to grab these two kids? I'm probably going to have to carry them and run. That's a crazy mentality when you're like, I have to work out to survive in case a war happens. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> like, it's good to just do that either way, right? Just I, so you can be ready for right, anything. Because if you're going through survival and you're not strong enough, you're not going to survive. So working out is very, very important. Yeah. I understand that. Um, the other thing is like, you know, once you get through a certain energy, you, you can, you have the strength. So for example, last week, 
I went to go play basketball with my friends and uh, I was, I haven't played basketball in like a year, you know, and I'm very weak. I haven't worked out and I suck. Right. And I was huffing and puffing and halfway I was like, guys, I think I need to throw up. Wow. And, and so we played like a total of like six games. And I think by like game four, I was really gassed out. And then there's this guy that was playing really aggressive. He would like charge into me and I thought I would like pop my shoulder out. And it started getting to a point where like he was really hurting me. And uh, it was just didn't make sense. Like he was just playing really uh, reckless. And so now I got so mad, like the fire in me came out. And now I started, I had so much energy and so much strength the adrenaline that, that I just in. kept, you know, I had on defense, I would, I would get him back. I would hit him back. And this guy's double my size. Yeah. And he would fall on the floor and stuff like that to the point where, uh, my friend was like, Hey, uh, can you guys switch, uh, who you're defending? Because oh, wow. I can see what's about to happen. Yep. Uh, cause I mean, I, I knocked the guy down and he was on the floor and I just, I was just like, looking at him and I walked away. I didn't help him up, you know, and this is a friendly game. But what I'm trying to say is that I was so dead tired, but the moment someone fucked with me, I had enough energy to do what I wanted. Like, like it was like muscle memory, you know, that's, that's what it is. So that's why they suggest like start working out and strength training, endurance training, because everything is muscle memory. So if you have to do something or run away or defend yourself or attack yeah. someone, it's going to be muscle memory. It's just going to happen. So if I haven't played ball in like three years and I haven't worked out in like three years, when I needed my strength, I had it. Yeah. But imagine how much more strength and durability know. Right you know, that you I'm would all, have. Right now, I'm all sore and tired. Yeah, that's what I'm saying like, now. <laughs> it's been like four days since basketball. Yeah, so now we have a, more of a motive now to get stronger. Because you're on your own when you're playing basketball. It was just you and that guy. But if someone is attacking us or someone's invading our house, we I have to, a whole family yeah, to take care of. Imagine holding Leia Enzo in my arms and I'm like kicking this guy down and running away. That's and, what I'm saying. Yeah, we would okay. both have... We would both have to hold our kids and have our weapons ready. You know what I mean? I, I think um, instead of using all of your energy, we need to look for things that would make it more convenient for us to run away, such as, you know, not baby carriers, but yeah. child carriers mm, or just yep. fucking we just don't sell the strollers that you guys have. Maybe just keep the strollers oh, so man. the kids can have that. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, we have a wagon. This is why I like, you know, um, like electric scooters and things like that. Yeah. Or like, I don't know. Yeah. So I think that's why people find a place where they can hide first until things calm down and they hope that the people don't find them and then they leave. And then that's when you have your backup plan and then you have your bikes or whatever to to try to run away. We also need the kids to be ready. Exactly. So I've been waiting to get Leia a bicycle and teach her how to ride a bike. But I'm like, you got to be good. You have to earn it and stuff. And now I'm just like, damn, she's got to survive. We need a teacher tomorrow how to ride a bike. So we can, instead of us carrying the kids and running away, like get on your bike now. Let's go. Yeah, that's crazy. These are all thoughts that have been constantly running in my mind. And I'm like, okay, um, Leia's laying in our bed and I'm staring at her in the middle of the night. I'm like, how do I start preparing this girl to defend herself if anything were to happen to us? I'm like, what can I start with? She's too young to use a gun. Well, she knows jiu-jitsu. Can she, le- 
yeah she knows jujitsu but i'm like okay what kind of weapon can i give her where she won't end up hurting herself i'm like can i teach her to use a knife yet and all these things and she's only five i don't think oh uh, yeah she can use a knife yeah but she just can. even having these thoughts but i feel like we have to start teaching them now to start defending themselves i think a lot of this also came more. came up was because um leia brings homework home and her homework says like um, if there's a fire, what is the plan for your family? And she has to write out the plan. Yeah. What is uh, your parents' phone numbers and address? And like, so they're doing all these emergency things for the kids. You yeah. Know? So if anything oh. happens, they they have a way of finding us. Did you do you remember the other week when the entire nation had an Amber Alert? Yeah. This was right before the war happened. It was like days before it happened. Is that weird? I mean, I feel like there was a purpose of that happening. That's very weird and it's just so convenient that we had this Amber Alert yeah. right before um, this invasion. And I think it happened um, in other countries too. I don't think it was just the U.S. That's so, so weird. Yep. All right, guys. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode and you guys are now motivated to go out there and get survival kits in case anything happens to us in the U.S., Canada, Australia, where you guys are, anywhere. Um, just be ready for anything. Get yourself some generators, uh, just whatever you can. Learn some more life skills. Next, I want to talk about um, how I almost joined the military and how that is probably the biggest regret in my life. How long ago was this? I was 17. Oh, wow. So I was a senior in high school. And uh, my friend was joining uh, the Air Force, my closest friend at the time that I talked to every day at school. And then he's like, let's join the Air Force. And I was thinking, do I want to join the Air Force? Do I want to join, you know, uh, the military? I mean, uh, the Army, the Marines, the Navy. And so I was like, well, I hear about the Air Force. You're not going to when you hear about like training and stuff, mm -hmm. it gets so drastic, right? Like you're running miles and miles and like people are dying during training and stuff. And for me, I'm like, I can't run that long, you know? I feel like you could with all the basketball you've been doing. <laughs> well, I never tried. Well, lo long distance and short distance is different. Mm, but you're constantly running when you're on the, the court. So I feel like you might not notice just how much you are actually running, even though it doesn't feel like long distance. That's true. It might be like four miles by yeah. the, end, the end of the day. Yep. But um, so I, I signed up for, you know, I was going to uh, the, the offices. Yeah. You know, the recruitment offices and things like that with my friend. And I decided to uh, join the Air Force. D did they come to your school too to try to recruit you guys? Or was it something that you guys just actively did? Um, I think it was something we actively did. Okay. Yeah. And what made you decide that you wanted to pick the Air Force out of all? It was not as strenuous. Okay. So that, that's like, what I've heard too. Um, like you only do like 40 push-ups a day. <laughs> you know, compared to I don't the, know. Mar <laughs> the Marines where it's like, you know, like 500 in like in a short amount of time, yeah. stuff like that, you know. Um, but it was just like, it was less physical. It was more technical skills, right? Mm, yes. So my friend, so, okay, um, here's what happened. So when you sign up for the military, you also have to pick a job. Oh, 
Okay. okay. When you pick a job, it's like, what do you want to do, right? You can be in infantry, which is the people on the ground, first ones to start firing. In combat, right? In combat, right? Then there's people who do like, uh, there's doctors, right? Nurses. Yeah, there's medical staff. There's right? administration. And then there's people who like throw on the computers. They mm-hmm. fix computers. There's IT. Right. Right. And so um, I didn't know what I wanted to do yet. But I know that I liked fighting. So mm. it might have been more of like in combat. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, but I think for the Air Force, you don't really have that. It's more of like you can fly a plane. Right. So my friend, what he did was he decided to pick the job that would give him the biggest bonuses. Because certain things are so dangerous right. that they'll give you a bonus There's more every year. Mm-hmm. And so his was, uh, I don't know what the exact title of the job was called, but it was to defuse bombs. Oh, wow. So he picked defusing bombs. And I'm like, bro. Wow. All I could think about was like like Air Force One, the movie Mm -hmm. with Harrison Ford, where you have to go on one plane and somehow sneak your way onto another plane midair and try and defuse the bomb. That's so crazy. You know what I mean? I'm like... I don't know if I can do that, dude. If I just cut the wrong wire, I'm gone. Exactly. You know, uh, but he, so, you know, he's dealing with that. He knows what he wants to do. And then for me, I'm like, I don't know what I want to do yet. And then in a matter of a week, 9-11 happened. Oh, wow. We come to school, you know, all, every classroom, the news is on, everyone's watching this. And uh, now I'm just, you know, even before 9-11 happened, my parents were like, I don't want you to go to the military. Yeah. You know? Makes sense. I don't think any parent wants their kids to go into the military right. ever. And then now um, 9-11 happens. And now I'm thinking about, okay, do I really want to go? Yeah. Because now you're hearing about people who haven't trained long enough and they're not ready to go. But there's not enough people in the military. So they're sending people out there's not, not a, ready. There's just no choice. Right? Yeah. There's no choice. And I get that. I understand it. But at the same time, I'm like, damn, if I'm not getting the proper training, do I want to go out there and just die like that? For, like, I want to get country. the proper training first. Right. You know what I mean? So knowing that people are just getting deployed left and right because of 9-11, I was like, you know what? Maybe this is not a good time for me to go. Yeah. You know? Like it doesn't like, and then there's other people who are like, let's go. I'm like, damn, dude. It, it takes a special kind of person to be able to. Right. Do but that. I think because for me, I always try to play out like uh, everything to see if what happens if we didn't get the training, you know, things like that. But these other people are like, they think that everything will be fine. You right. know, it's America. What could go wrong? But I'm just like. Bro, like, anything can go wrong. You don't wrong. know what's going to happen once we get out to training or once we get out there. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're watching movies and there are amateurs who are so scared and they're the first ones dying in the movie. Right. You know, that could be us without the proper training. So, I actually, uh, after like kind of thinking about all that and then my family's in my ear about not going because of 9 11, and I was like, and then I'm like, uh, also, a couple months away from being 18. So I have a lot of things playing in my head and I opted out. So, uh, 
So how far in the process did you get then? Did you fill out paperwork and you're getting ready to enlist or? Um, I did fill out some paperwork, but that was about it. Okay. I just stopped contact. What about your friend? He went. Oh. And he continued to be in the, some IED bomb type department. Wow. And so he, I don't, um, I haven't really talked to him. I've, I've talked to him once since high school and he was just like, Hey, what's up? And that was it. I didn't talk to him about the military. And what it, what it sounds like is he went in, did his training, and he got out. How, how do you get out, though? I mean, like, you, so you sign up for X amount of years that you want to do. Mm-hmm. Some people do, like, 10 years to get. So it's like, I think X amount of years, you get X amount of benefits. I see. You know, so some people want to go all the way right. to get full benefits, you know. And this is why I say this is my biggest regret because, well, one, I wanted to... I just thought that if I joined the military now, now that I'm, you know, almost 40, right. I'm in my late thirties and I'm thinking, what could I have done with my life? And I feel like if I was in the Marines or the army, I probably would have reached my max potential. Mm. And so I, I didn't get to do that. So that's one of my biggest regrets. And then the other, the other regret I have for not joining the military is because, uh, me working so hard in my life financially. If I just served two, like, I don't even know how many years it is anymore, like two or four years and cross fingers, I never got deployed. I would have had a very good benefit. Yeah, you would have been set for life. Right, like house loans, uh, anything that we need to do, like just uh, insurance, right? Mm -hmm. So that's why I'm like, damn, dude, this is definitely a huge regret that i had and do you remember in uh i think this was like 2015 when we got our first house yeah and this is when i i sold the liquor store Mm -hmm. and i was thinking what i want to do so i took a year break when i sold the business right and before i joined jk and started doing all this video stuff remember i said should i be a reserve for the marines i kind of vaguely remember because um i wanted the benefits right right so um for not working for a year and then having to like run two to three uh, three businesses prior to that i was like i'm so tired this is such a rough life Mm -hmm. that i was like well right now i'm like 32 years old or something if i join the military now i'll probably get my ass beat like i'll i'll be the oldest one there, I'll be tired, everyone's talking shit to me, all that stuff, right? 30, 30 year old rookie. Yeah. And so I was like, well, what if I join the reserves? So you go there once a month to go train at the base and whatnot. And so they don't call you unless they need you. You're the last group to go because you're reserved. But what would they be calling you in for? War. Oh, well, that's scary. So... <laughs> I talked to a lot of people who are reserves. I started looking up uh, online about reserves and these forums and these wives who are in that experience. And most of them say, if you are in the reserves, you will get deployed. Hmm. And I think that's why probably when you brought it up, I was like, why would I want you to do that? You know? So the trick is, if you're just trying to go into the military to better your skills and get benefits and not really get deployed... Um, 
you when you go to the office, you ask them, and also you find friends and you ask them like, who just returned? Because when you just return, you don't go back for a long time. Oh, I see. So you would join that department or that group, mm. you know, knowing that they just came back. I see. Because their job is done. Now they're going to go get some other people. So that's what I was going to do. And right. that's what the forums are saying, too. It's like, go talk to them and, and ask them which ones. And that's the one you want to join. That way you can just stay in reserve and you can do your training. and You never have to get deployed. That's so crazy because I wonder how different our life would have been if that actually did happen. I remember when I asked you and you were just like, no, why do you want to do that? You know, what about um, the if we have a kid and stuff like that? Or what about me? Or, you know, yeah, you're, that's what you were thinking. Like, what about me? I'm going to be home by myself and all those kind of things. Or right? what if something happens to you? You know, I think that's the biggest fear. Well, nothing's going to happen when I'm just in a reserve and I'm just going training once a month. Yeah. But imagine all the benefits we would have right now. That's true. Who cares about an 8% interest rate right now? It's <laughs> not a veteran loan. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, there's so many factors where I'm just like, man, I wish I went into the military. I I, I don't even know comment. <laughs> like, I don't even know what to say about that. You know what I mean? Like, even if I just had training, like how much more would I feel? And like, how much more information would we have on your now survival kits and yeah, things like that like how prepared you, would we have been you worry so much about everything that could happen and i could have went somewhere where i would have got the number one training for that yeah now i'm like oh how come i didn't consider it like just growing up being a, a girl like that wasn't something i ever thought about like would having you, to go to war or go in combat or learn to train it to be in the military you know oh uh, yeah and a lot of women doing it i'm surprised yeah. so it never crossed your mind i i've it crossed my mind and I would think about it. I'm like, how long would I last being out there? Like, can I actually do it? I don't know. So I know that your dad was in the military in Vietnam or yeah. China. Uh, I'm not sure. I don't remember exactly. Okay. So he told us some stories. And so is that why you didn't join? No, I mean, I don't, I don't think it's that. Um, like for him, I, I think he had to join, not by choice. Like they just had to. They're just enlisting people because they needed the people. Um, so they're forced to. Yeah, they're kind of forced to. And I think uh, I remember him telling me, and he kind of vaguely talks about it because I feel like it was something that he didn't want to do. Right. And he was there for a while. And um, yeah, I just remember my dad talking about it briefly because he didn't really want to go into too much detail. Um, but he was forced to be in it. Um, you know, got the training and everything. Uh, luckily, he never had to go into battle or anything like that. Your dad has military training. Yeah. Yeah. So why don't we go shoot together? Like, how come how come he doesn't have survival kits and stuff? Well, I guess because back then in, in Vietnam, they didn't, maybe they didn't have those survival kits. Yeah, I, I mean, they know. didn't have the resources. Um, and coming to the U.S., I felt like that's why they came to the U.S., because they didn't want to have that mentality and to have to think like, oh, I need a survival kit. I need all these weapons. I need to protect myself in case if like any, you know, anything were to happen or we get, get attacked, you know? Man, um, I remember a story. It, this was, I think, in the 60s, maybe the 70s, um, late 60s, early 70s, something like that, where in, uh, my mom's side of the family, they're in San Francisco, mm -hmm. and 
This might have been Vietnam War time. I really don't know. I don't know my history like that anymore. It's been so long since I've been to school. Yeah. But um, they were forced to get enlisted into the U.S. Army. And uh, they're starting to deploy people. And so every male, uh, I don't know, 18, something like that, had to enlist. So my uncle was one of those. Hmm. And he didn't want to go. He, he's also a dork. He's a geek. Yeah, right? I mean, I get it. He's a computer guy. You know, he's skinny. And so he doesn't have the that mindset to be in the military like that. And they're forcing him to. Yeah, like, so I feel he like a be, lot of people don't have right? that mindset. He would be one of the ones that would die early. Right. Because he wasn't, he doesn't have the mentality. So it's, it's crazy that they force people to do it when they know that they're just, it's just a numbers game. Yeah, they just right? want the bodies. They want the people. There. And so... My uncle, knowing that he can't handle the military, he the day he went to go get his physical, uh, and he had to do a, a lot of other testings, mm-hmm. he pretended to be stupid. Oh. He pretended to be mental. So wow. they would ask him stuff, and I, I don't even know, but he would just say, like, der, der, der type of thing. And then because of that, they didn't pick they him didn't to go. They didn't enlist him. Oh, Wow. Because they didn't think he was mentally capable. Exactly. That's actually really smart. <laughs> and it worked apparently. You know, so it, it's totally different mindset when like the whole United States, every every male has to go by, you know, being forced to where like nowadays we get the choice. And the people who choose to go are like the toughest guys in the world. Mm-hmm. And... um uh, I just, uh, well, I mean, with everything that happens now, even though you're saying that you re- you regret it, like just knowing the possibilities of us being in a war in like World War Three, right? Would you still want to enlist at this current moment? Um, if you had a choice, I really don't know. Like the my, the point of me joining the military is for selfish reasons. It's for me to learn the skills so I can take care of my own family. Yeah. So I have the connections to take care of my own family. Right. So it's like if we had to flee to another country, I can call my sergeant best friend and be like, yo, where can we meet for the evacuation site? Yeah. And, I, and go on to this military plane with me and my kids and my wife. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's why a lot of people do go into the military for the benefits and to have those connections and stuff too. Like, yes, it's to serve the country, but also, you know, the, these are supposed to be the perks and the benefits of you joining in the first place. Yeah. Like, so obviously number one is serve the country, right? It's, or like, yeah, okay, that's number one. Number two <laughs> is, you know, stopping bad guys right. in other countries. Right. Which is like uh, terrorist groups are attacking civilians. Right. Stopping that. Mm. Um, Number three is selfishly using the benefits for yourself. Right. I don't think that's being selfish at all, though. Yeah. I I don't know. But it's. uh, I think I would have loved that more than joining the the police. uh, Oh, yeah. Law enforcement. Remember? So I signed up for military. I signed up for to be a cop and I did none of those. But knowing that I have the mindset of wanting to do combat, like, I think uh, 
I don't even know what to think right now. Yeah, honestly. I think being a cop is completely different from. <laughs> but now that I'm military. thinking about it, like I didn't think about this till right now, this very moment where I'm just like, wow, I really wanted to go out there and like use a gun. Yeah. And like stop bad people. You're a fighter. <laughs> so what can I do now to to uh, go back to my that time? I can't. I honestly don't know. But you can start training and doing more self-defense training and try to figure out if, you know, we need to find like a specialist because that, that was another thing that I um, that I was looking up like so on how to prepare for war. There is a secret <laughs> or not so secret anymore. Vegas uh, class. OK, so my friend took this and this is only by word of mouth. OK, uh, there are these people from another country. Okay, that will teach you how to survive a kidnapping and attacks. This is this is what we need to do. So what they will do is not standard practice. You're signing your life away oh in case gosh. you die. They will teach you torture tactics for you to survive, meaning that in this class you are getting tortured. So what my friend said he went through and he's just a normal person. He wanted to see if he could handle it. Okay. You're on the floor, they they bound your 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 arms behind your back and your legs up together, and you have to try and get out of it. They also put a towel over your face. And no, pour, and pour the water. No, I see that water so many on times in movies. To drown. That is... Okay, they do that as well. So they literally do everything for you to survive. But this is all like, it's very sketch. This is like, very you, intense. Like, how do you trust these people? You're, the first thing is... You're with these group of people who also agreed to it and you're all blindfolded on your knees. And then you have these like so-called coaches, but they are acting like terrorists and yelling at you and saying shit like they are real, which maybe at one point they were. But it's like, how do you trust this? I you know, don't this think I want to be put in that situation. Now. But hey, my friend did it and he survived it. And he's like, hey, I think you should do this, too. Hmm, maybe you should do it first and then tell me how it goes. I don't even think, like, I would love to go and, and vlog it. And I'm pretty sure we can't vlog I this. I don't think so. This is not legal practice. Especially when you're saying it's secret and private and you're sending your life away. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. I don't know if I want to risk dying just to learn if I can survive dying. Yeah, I mean, I mean, <laughs> you know I feel I mean? like you shouldn't, <laughs> you know. So, kind of crazy. Yeah. I mean, we can just do that here. Well, I mean, what I was, right what I was saying is me. that we can find a specialist that will teach us survival and tactical skills or how to get out of sticky situations, but not to this extreme, not like hostage situations. So why don't we just YouTube it and do it to ourselves? I feel like that's different. You need someone that has the mindset that can teach you all these things. YouTube can only take you so far. No, but actually like, being in a class with someone who's been through all of these type of things and training. So right now, after this podcast, if I go get a towel and a pitcher of water, you wouldn't dump it on my face. Probably not. Why? That's just weird. I'm gonna learn how to survive, dude. Come on, man. You're the one talking about surviving. That's just one part of it, though. There, there's other parts of learning how to not even get into that situation. And that's what I'm talking about. All right, guys. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, we went pretty wild with uh, everything about this war, surviving, my personal life with, you know, trying to join the military. And, um, if you guys have not followed us yet, please do. And if you are following us, thank you so much. We appreciate you. 
Uh, we would love for you guys to follow us on Spotify, especially. We are on all podcast platforms. We release Love and Rice every Wednesday at 6 a.m. Uh, we are also on YouTube. Uh, we also do vlogs on our YouTube every Tuesday. So we get both podcasts and vlogs. So make sure you guys subscribe and you just constantly watch our channels because we're constantly putting out new content for you. Yeah, and we also have these podcasts because we like to have this kind of like feel like an open forum, right? So um, we do read comments and we want to hear about your experiences, what you think of the podcast and we kind of just want to have that like conversation Yeah, with also you guys. let me know if uh, what we talked about today and like the way uh, my mindset is this normal talk or am i a rare breed like uh, you know what i mean i don't think normal you're people special. think like me yeah huh? i'm not sure you're you're special all right you're special there we go so i guess that's why uh we always film stuff all right guys so next time we love you and we'll see you on the love and rice podcast